Hello and welcome to episode 38 of the Creating Happy Writers podcast, a show for coaches, consultants and entrepreneurs looking to write a business boosting book in their niche. I'm your host Steph Caswell and I'm thrilled you're tuning in for today's episode. Whether you're about to start your writing journey or you're already on it, you are so welcome in the Happy Writers community. Before we begin, let me remind you that my group writing program, Elevate, is due to start at the end of January. It's a 12-week program that takes you through the whole process of writing your book. Yep, we go from initial idea and refining your target reader, through the planning and outlining stages, and on to actually writing the blooming thing. You get fortnightly live coaching calls with me as well as access to a library of video resources and a weekly Voxer check-in. So if 2024 is the year you write a book in your niche, you'll find all the info you need about this program at the link in the show notes. Without further ado then, let's dive into today's episode, which is all about my writing process. Now, I know what it's like when you have an author that you maybe have read their books or you've heard them speak, or you're just genuinely intrigued by what being a writer is all about. And to find out what their process is can be interesting, inspiring, exciting. And I hope today's episode is all of those things for you because understanding what works can be really helpful, particularly if you're at the beginning of the writing journey, because other people doing the thing that you want to do and you being able to find out exactly how they do it can be super helpful and motivating on the journey because it's a lonely one, isn't it, at times, and also one that's quite overwhelming and confusing and you're not sure when you should be doing things, in what order, etc, etc. So I hope today's episode is one that will give you all of the stuff you need to know about the process, but also so give you a little bit behind the scenes of what I do during my writing process. You can take from it what you want, uh, as with everything. All of these things I say uh, on this podcast are suggestions. They're not things you have to do. They're not things that you should do. They're just simply things that I've done or learned about that I found helpful and useful for my journey in the hope that maybe all of it, some of it is helpful on your journey too. So take from it what you will. There are 10 stages that I'm going to go through today and uh, all of them I use time and time again whenever I'm thinking about writing a book. As you may know if you listen to my podcast at the end of 2023, I am writing a book this year, another non-fiction book, at least one, maybe two depending on uh, energy levels and also how my novel is going and I thought actually this is a great time of year for you to find out exactly what I'm going to be doing over the coming months uh, so you know actually this is what I do. It's not just stuff that I think is, um, you know, it sounds like interesting stuff to do. It is what I do. So let's start with these 10 stages then and uh, you can hopefully come away with ideas that are going to help you. So stage one is all about the idea. Now, I often have ideas floating around for non-fiction and fiction, but for the sake of this podcast, for, for non-fiction, for a long time before I write the book. They are usually things that have come up for me that I've thought about possibly for more than a year. And I don't do anything with them. I sometimes might jot down 
the theme that I'm thinking about, but more often than not, I don't need to because it's one that I keep coming back to time and time again throughout the year, throughout the months that I keep thinking, yep, I'm really feeling like this is the book I want to write. And I have about two, maybe three ideas up my sleeve for the next book. And the reason that I don't do anything with it is because I like to think which idea am I drawn to the most? So I've got three ideas. Which one keeps coming up for me as something that I feel excited about, motivated to write, intrigued about researching? Uh, and that can change from time to time. It doesn't always stay. So something that I think is going to be a definite definite book might actually then be overtaken by something else and uh, it, it moves down the pecking order if you like. It can be up to a year that these ideas are circulating and I feel like I go with my gut. I feel drawn to something and I think, do you know what, it keeps calling to me, this is the book that needs to be written first. And I do my best not to keep pushing books down the, the list. It's a little bit like my to be red pile. It can sometimes be a case of I have the ideas and then one of them just keeps getting pushed down and pushed down and never gets written. I try not to do that, but I do feel that part of the writing process has to be a natural draw, a natural connection to the topic because otherwise it's harder to write, isn't it? And I'm sure if you're thinking of writing your book or you're in the throes of writing it, you can empathise with that. You can sort of see how important it is to feel some sort of joy and passion about the topic you're writing about. So that's the first step really, is, is having the idea and letting it sit for a while. And once it's sat and I've decided on the one I'm going for, then this is when sort of the real stuff starts happening. Uh, and this is sort of where I'm at at the moment, although I am finishing my novel. So I've not done anything, but I have decided on the topic and theme of the next book, uh, uh, having thought of it for at least a year now. Before I do anything else as well, once I've thought of the idea, I actually map out when I'm going to publish it. Before I've even written anything, planned anything, outlined anything, the first part is what's my idea and when am I going to publish it? The reason I do that is because I like to hold myself accountable. No one else is going to hold me accountable. No one else is going to give a shit when my next book's out other than me. Uh, so I don't have a, a trad deal. I don't have an editor saying to me, right, you know, what's the next idea? When are you going to get it to us? Um, and so I have to do that bit myself. I have to think, right, I am the publisher. Therefore, I have to put that pressure on myself to come up with a date. Otherwise, they wouldn't get written. And I think sometimes if you're self-publishing or you're an indie author, it's really important to hold yourself accountable to deadlines. So I really make a decision right at the beginning. And I know now because I did my yearly plan, I know when it's coming out in September, it's only January now. So it's it's ages away uh, in some respects. I know it's going to come whizzing round, but I know I'm publishing in September and then that allows me to work backwards. So as long as I know the publishing date, I don't have the actual, you know, I don't, I'm not publishing on the 21st of September or anything like that. But I know that it's going to probably be mid-September because by the time I get back from summer holidays and get my arse into gear, it will be, you know, a couple of weeks into September. So I like to have a rough idea, but certainly a month that I have in my head that the book's coming out. 
The reason that I then work backwards is because then I can contact my editor and my cover designer to let them know that I'm going to be publishing here and then I ask them, so when do you think a good time would be to get my first draft to you as my editor um, so that she can almost give me that deadline that I need and then also for the cover designer because I know that my cover designer needs at least two months lead in so again if I say to her listen I want to publish in the middle of September then she can give me a date that she absolutely has to have sort of the design request by and we can have those conversations so it's so important to be as prepared as possible and that's crucial for stage one. Stage two is all about refining my reader and my sixth book Dare to Write which you know I absolutely love that book um, is for people like you coaches and consultants entrepreneurs who want to write books Uh, and so I knew my reader really really clearly Uh, but it's not always the case and sometimes it takes a little bit of refinement and a little bit of thought and again it's sitting with these ideas and letting them just do their thing in my head and now I'm certain of the idea I know that now I need to think okay exactly who is my target reader and I start to do that sort of work I start to jot down ideas about you know what niche are they in? What do they need my help for? Is it going to be business owners again? Is it going to be other you know, different types of writers? Is it going to be for writers at all? Um, and I'm not going to share too much with you at the moment about it because I really want to kind of get to the plan, the big picture plan in place and also my reader idea fully formed before I start sharing too much about it. But it's really important that I consider my reader right at the beginning so I know who I'm writing for And that can then really help with things like research, but also when it comes to planning, that I'm really nailing who the reader is, why I'm writing the book for them and how it's going to help them. So now stage one and two are done. Stage three is all about the big picture plan. And if you've read Dare to Write, you'll know that the big picture plan is a chapter on its own because it's the time to do the brain dump. And I start to gather the ideas that have been floating around in my head and I just throw them all down. I used to do it on a piece of paper, a large A3 type piece of paper, maybe A2 actually, A2 bit of paper. I don't do that anymore purely because of wall space. Um, So I've now taken my big picture plan to Trello. I use Trello for planning my book. I did it with Dare to Write and it worked really, really well. And it's something that I often share with authors I'm working with to show them, you know, how I outline and how I plan. And I take a Trello board, I create a brand new Trello board for the book and I just start throwing ideas down into the board, onto the board, into the board, (laughs) whichever way you like to think of it. I throw the ideas onto there and I literally just generate card after card after card of ideas. Now when I used to do it on um, a huge piece of paper I would do a spider diagram so I'd have the theme of the book in the centre and I would just start writing down everything I've been thinking about for all those months and just emptying my head and it's such a joy to do that because it almost frees up more space for additional ideas, thoughts I might have about case studies or stories I want to include and it's such a great part of the process and I do this for at least a couple of weeks and the reason that I give myself all that time for the big picture plan is because I like to let it sort of constantly be added to and the Trello board obviously allows me to just keep adding cards. I don't really have any kind of semblance of structure yet. It's just thoughts and ideas of things that I definitely I know I want to include. And 
what I tend to find is like I'm sure we you know you've done before we all do is that when you start thinking of ideas it's when you're not sitting in front of the laptop or when you're not in front of that piece of paper with the the pen in your hand that the ideas come and it's normally if I'm out walking the dog it could just be when I'm washing up it could be when I'm in the shower um you know our creative brains just carry on working in our subconscious and giving us those ideas when we least expect them. So I always add to it over those two weeks, but that's usually enough time where most of the ideas will come about in those two weeks and I just keep adding and adding to my Trello board. Stage four is all about the outline. Now you will know if you've listened to this podcast or read my books or follow me on social media, you know I am a huge advocate of outlining, putting together your chapter outline, your proposal if you like. And the reason I'm such a fan is it takes away the blank page. You're not stressing. You're not thinking what the heck am I going to write today? It's all in your outline. And when you're in first draft mode, you will be so pleased that you went and did that outline before you started writing because you are never then stuck for what to write, what to do, what you want to be discussing. It's all there. And the outline actually doesn't take that long because I've spent all that time in the previous stage doing the big picture stuff, putting my ideas down. The outlining is more about pulling together these ideas and grouping them and then I put them into something that would resemble chapters uh, and just put together what are the common themes that are coming up you know for a particular chapter so for dare to write there was a lot around mindset so I knew that was going to be a chapter there was a lot about productivity and habits so I knew that would be a chapter and then there was also all the practical stuff of you know how to outline and how to publish so those sort of things very easily lent themselves to each other to allow me to start creating very draft chapters. So that's what the outline is. It's putting your ideas into order, into a sense of, you know, A to B, which is what we want the reader to be able to do. You know, once we've established who the reader is and what we're promising them, we need to take them on that journey of transformation, don't we? So it's putting it into a rough structure and things move about as I'm writing the first draft but pretty much I would say 80% of what I do in the outlining stage stays the same in the first draft I might tweak but most of it stays the same so that doesn't take me very long it doesn't take me weeks it might take actually take me a day maybe two and I don't like just to hang about with it I like to just put it into what I think is the most common sense way of doing it and like I say tweak then as I need to when I'm going through the first draft. As I start the first draft, which is the next stage, which is stage five, (laughs) stage five is the, the first draft and that's the point before I start even writing that I will confirm a date with my editor to make sure that I have a a deadline to get this draft to her. Now don't get me wrong the latter stages do involve some self-editing but this is a really important time for me to get a solid date in the diary with Jess and I talk to her about you know what her availability is and because I've contacted her way back when I first started the whole idea process she knows it's coming it's not something that she's not prepared for so I like to yeah get a firm date with her for when I'm going to get my initial draft into her and then I yeah I write the 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 thing um and it's just so helpful to have that deadline I can't tell you I've got the outline I've got a deadline and I just go and as you know I've written seven books now um and 
for me, I can get a first draft done in a month. So I know that because I have an outline and because I know what my writing is like in terms of how much I can get done in, you know, the 30 minute sprints that I do, you know, a 35,000 word book, which is roughly what mine are, can be done. Yeah, a thousand words a day, a little bit more, and that gets it done in a month. And I like to just get it done. I'm not someone who likes to take ages on my first draft. I just want to vomit the stuff down on the page. It's pretty horrendous most of the time, but it's something to work with. So um, yeah, that's kind of the next stage for me is just get the first draft done. And then stage six, after I've written it, I leave it. I actually don't look at it for a couple of weeks, um, even longer. I think some people recommend a month. I can't often leave it that long just because I want to get the thing done. But I do leave it for at least two weeks um, where I don't look at it at all because I need a break from it and I want to come back uh, to stage seven with fresh eyes. Stage seven is self-editing. And I, there's an analogy I use in Dare to Write, which is about my old head teacher, Sarah. Um, and Sarah had a cleaner. If you've read the book, you'll know Sarah has a cleaner and her husband, when Sarah was a head teacher and I was her deputy, she used to always tell me that her husband, who's absolutely lovely, their cleaner would be coming. So Adrian would have to go and clean before the cleaner came, which used to make me laugh uh, because it's just absolutely indicative of the kind of person Sarah is very thoughtful and generous and doesn't want the cleaner to have you know, the full load of uh, dirty stuff to be dealing with. And it's a little bit like that with editing. I like to self-edit a lot um, before I send it to Jess because I like to do, you know, a bit like the cleaning before the cleaner comes, the editing before the editor comes. And I'll go through and do loads of read-throughs and any changes that I can make, I will. Not normally too much to structure because I said, because I've got the, the structure in place initially, I'm pretty clear on what that will be. But it's more around tightening up paragraphs, taking stuff out, reducing the waffle, which there's often a lot of. Um, and then it goes to Jess. Once it's gone to Jess, I'm in stage eight, which is I start to think about the launch and uh, the, the planning of what I'm going to do with the book in terms of promoting it, etc. any PR things. Because again, the sooner you can get in with people, the better. So if you're able to, uh, you know, at least two months in advance, three months in advance, start talking to people about the fact that you're releasing a book on this particular date or this particular month. Could you get on their podcast? Could you do a guest blog? Could you do something in their newsletter? Could you do an Instagram live? All of those things are really important to start getting prepared for early on. Don't leave it until the book is about to be published because you'll find that actually, you know, they've got their own structure their own sort of idea of when things are going to happen on their podcast or you know on their Instagram and you need to ask people well enough so that they can plan it in so as soon as it goes off to Jess um, and I'm free of it in my manuscript I will then start on all of that important launch and promotion stuff. Stage nine is getting the edits back and going through them, making any changes, seeing whether I agree with Jess, whether there's anything that actually I just want to keep as it is. The majority of the time, I'd say 90% of the time, I just agree with whatever Jess has recommended because she's pointed things out that, you know, are really helpful and useful and, that, you know, that I completely agree with. Um, and there might be a couple of bits that I don't change, but the majority of it, I will take on board what she said. And, you know, she helps to tighten it up. It then goes back, uh, back and forth. And, you know, she then goes through her final edits 
and that's when things like proofreading happens and it'll be at this stage that either um, I'll I normally use Fiverr for people to do my formatting I've had real success on there where I'm paying 20 quid for something where they format it brilliantly for Kindle and for the physical book so I'll sort of get in touch with people that I've used before on Fiverr and let them know you know that I've got a book coming you know can they can I you know pay for them to do the formatting so it really is again trying to be ahead of the game again making sure people have got availability which on Fiverr you can normally find that they have they've got very quick turnaround times on there I'll also get some beta uh, feedback uh, from readers uh, during this sort of point where it's really at its sort of final stages of, um, I guess, editing going back and forth with Jess. Before, obviously, it hits that final edit, I will have had some people to read it through, but that's normally, to be fair, um, you know, part of that stage seven self-editing. I, You know, I will start to sort of send the feelers out, ask people I know in my community to do a read through, give me some feedback, um, which all goes into the final edit. And then uh, stage 10, the last stage, you know, is really all the finalising of stuff, the proofreading getting it all signed off, getting it through to the formatter, having the cover designer finalise the cover, all those sorts of things because, you know, it's a big push towards the end. There's sort of a lull while it's at the editors and then uh, there's a real push to kind of get it over the line. And I think it's important to remember that it's not, if you decide you're going to publish on, you know, like I said, September the 21st, if you push publish on September the 21st and you've never published before, you may be surprised to learn that Amazon take up to 72 hours to um, kind of agree that your book can be published. So don't, don't leave it until the day you want to actually upload it to Amazon at least um, a day or two before so that you are, you know, you're actually, it's ready on the day you said it would be. There's nothing worse than thinking you're going to be published on the very same day and then that doesn't happen. So be prepared for that. So I always upload it at least a couple of days before. And then it's just full on into all the promotion that I've planned um, and getting it out there, talking about it, um, getting some early reviews from those beta readers um getting people who are doing you know that that promotion stuff for me to leave reviews so yeah it's it's a process and there are sort of lulls and and points of it which feel super busy and intense and then there are other points which feel quieter and it's a bit like a roller coaster but um once you've been through it once you sort of get the vibe um and yeah and then it's out there in the world doing its thing and I guess, you know, there's never, the final stage is never ending because it's the constant promotion and talking about it over and over for the months and years of its life. Um, and that's a really important step is to keep talking about it. Otherwise, people stop buying it. So there you have it, my 10 stages of my writing process. I hope you found it inspiring. I hope you found it helpful. I hope it's given you an idea of what's ahead of you if you're right at the beginning of the journey and that you feel empowered to know what you need to do and when. Like I say, you can take from it what you want um, and it's just really important that it's a process that works for you. You might take longer to do your first draft uh, you might end up deciding you want to wait a while before you publish it. It's all down to you and your own individual publishing and writing journey. But hopefully my journey and my process has been helpful to you today. 
If you know another writer who would enjoy listening to this episode, please share it with them. I'd be ever so grateful. And if you could leave a review on your favorite podcast platform, again, it just gets more eyes on the podcast, more people listening, and hopefully finding this information really helpful. Uh, if you want to connect with me, you can find me on Instagram at Steph Caswell Author and on LinkedIn. Uh, and also, if you are mentioning the podcast, do use the hashtag creating happy writers. Until next time, my lovely, uh, happy writing. <laughs>